Greetings and salutations, gamers. <laughs> Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your co-hosts, Luke Lore, <clears throat> the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. And I am joined by the enemy of fun, the man who doesn't like jokes, the guy who hates all thumbnails of humor, Mr. Ainsley Bowden. Hello, it's sir. It's true. Good evening, sir. How is my favorite... Oh, I forget the name. I was going to make a joke about you being the Starfield Wanderer guy, and I forget the actual name. So I don't know his name either. Makes you feel yeah. better. Oh, well. Oh, well. Starfield anyway, guy. what's going on? I'm good. I'm a little I'm under good. the weather. I'm a little sniffly. A little <laughs> sniffly. So you make it work. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We are also joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the host of the Trophy Room of legend podcast, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. Hello, sir. <laughs> oh, sorry. We got the Joseph. Oh, we, we've got the we've got the wow. B replacement, yeah, the, yeah, the B, B level team. replacement. B I like that. Yeah. Hey, Luke. I was gonna say I I've made a lot of jokes on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yep. Would you? I mean, and and I mean, like sometimes it's like every other day I think of, oh, this is a funny thing I can make fun of Luke on, mm -hmm. and then like people on Twitter get it, they like it, they retweet it, they they laugh at your expense. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to stop doing that as much or can you do you know that it's just a joke? I, I, I know that it's just a things. joke. I hate that I can't come back at you the same way. Yeah, because, uh, you know, kids, uh, I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty I'm pretty quick. <laughs> you know, I got yeah. I got like, oh, you look like Starfield guy. Oh, your eyes are red, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your skin really tone's the same, the same, the same tone of your 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 wallpaper behind you. Like it's just so much. Yeah, you look yeah. like snow. You know, <laughs> dang. Ouch. Speaking of, no. I called the doctor today. I was like, "Hey, can I get us?" Because I've gone to two different doctors for this eye thing. Uh, sure. They're like, "We can get you in in September." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And so I kind of was like, "Mean about?" It. They're like, "Well, what's your problem?" I was like, "I have a sty that won't go away." She goes, "We don't treat styes." And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so here yeah. I am. This is just me now. This is just yeah. me. This is it. Yeah, we know. You're you're part of the infected. Yep. There you go. There you go. I'm doing great, bud. I'm I'm glad you're doing well. Glad yeah. you're doing well. Ains, you're you were you were a little under the weather a week or so ago, weren't you? I was sick last week and then I was like sick last night. So yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on, but it ain't very good. It's not fun. Oh my gosh. So Guys. yeah. We might have caught a computer virus. I got I got sick coming back from LA. That was the problem. Conference yeah. made me sick. Yeah. Yeah. So well, boys, uh, it is good to see you guys. We didn't we, we were casting on schedule this week, which is big deal. Right? Big deal for us, right? We we casted last week. No, we did not. Yes, we did last Tuesday. What are we doing here today then? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a week and a half ago. Did we cast last week? Well, it was a week and two days ago, but yeah, last Tuesday we cast. Well, everybody, but when you, you asked me, are we casting? <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, okay, Thursday. And we all said, yeah. I'm like, okay, we're casting more regularly now. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Fair all right, enough. Right. You know what? We wanted to hang out with all of you cool people. Yeah. yeah. I see. I see Anubis in chat. Love him. Uh, Gamefire. Rob is there. Who else is that? Defloyd. Austin. Hey, guys. Yeah, we're here for you. What's up? <laughs> Are you sounding like Elmo? Oh my god! No, he's getting very high pitched over there. I pushed just a rock. <laughs> rock was just a rock, guys. Uh, it's kind of cool, I will say. Amidst all this Activision Blizzard mess, there's actual real information 
buried yeah. in there. Yeah. I like that because we've had months and months of of uh, people armchair analyzing and pretending like they understood. Uh, and and here we are with actual real information. And it sounds like, you know, the case is now it's like in for decision that wrapped a few minutes ago. Uh, and we'll have an answer by this time next week. Right. Right. Please. Sure. Right. Sure. Hey, you, neither of you sound confident. Don't like that. Yeah, okay. Oops. Well, here's the thing. I think I speak for Ains here where I, I, I think the insights have been awesome. Like we, we, we know, we could kind of now see how they talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned this on the trophy room last night. It's like, oh, they, you know, they they talk pretty open to one another. Like, mm-hmm. like Pete Hines is kind of openly going, well, like, what's the difference between the Call of Duty game and our game? Like, mm-hmm. why can't we do that? And why can they do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, them speaking pretty candidly, kind of like how we do on, on a podcast going, hey, wh- who should be someone we pick up? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um you know some of those conversations that's interesting the numbers and like indiana jones all that stuff but then you get to you know the fanboyism and you can really tell from the content creators that live for it and the ones that don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) by type of venom that they're spewing on socials and i i'm i'll be real with you i'm kind of um yeah i i it, it bumps me out seeing people that I think I once at least respected in this field stoop really low and act mm-hmm. pretty childish. Yeah. This whole ordeal. Um, and at the same exact time, like the people like us that are just seeing all this, just, you know, bull crap and it's just getting, we're just tired. We're getting really tired of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I don't know I think that's that's well said. right now. No, I think that's well said. That's where I am. It's like, I think you're both right. There's some really interesting insights here. It's a reminder, at least for me, that um, we've said this before. And, you know, I know many of us have been fortunate to talk to a lot of people across the industry all the way up to very high level executives. Right. And when you speak to them one on one or in a casual conversation like this, you you realize pretty quickly they're just another person. man. These are all just normal people living their daily lives who have a job like anyone else. Their job just happens to be running Xbox (laughs) or running PlayStation or, you know, these other things that we we admire from the outside looking in so fondly because we look at them as the delivery mechanism of these experiences that we've had through our lives and continue to have. And I think that's really cool from a, a job perspective. But at the end of the day, they work a shift. They go home to a family. They go play games or do whatever they do like any other person. Um, and it's, I think a lot of the email exchanges that have come out, like Luke was referring to, and well, that you're both referring to have been interesting just to see, yeah, when they're in their work environment and they're just talking to one another, they're talking just like anyone else does. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that some of the insight around that's been really cool. And I think obviously learning about specific details about certain things Mm -hmm. that we've only known either through whispers or some type of kind of uh, circumstantial data is cool to see as well. So those are the things I'm interested in. I think you nailed it, Joe. All the, the you know, the back and forth, the, the constant, well, this company's evil and this company's evil and they're doing this and they're doing this. I just don't have time for it. I just don't. I it it yeah. bores me to tears. And 
I'm not here for the drama. So that's why I'm kind of mixed. Like you haven't seen me talk much about it because mm -hmm. we on big cast, obviously Hogue's there, right? He's super well versed on this stuff. And I look at him as the go-to from a legal perspective of understanding this stuff. And once he talks about that stuff, I let him speak to that, listen, learn, and then I kind of move on. Um, mm -hmm. But regardless, I think there are things we can discuss um, that kind of are interesting, if nothing else, you know, for, for the yeah. audiences of these platforms. I'm not... I've not seen a ton of the the fanboyism because I think I've just curated my timeline away from that. Good, but but I have really enjoyed like Stephen Totillo, Rebecca Valentine, yeah. uh, Tom Warren. Like I've enjoyed people that are transcribing. Well, for... No, no, you're not a fan of Tom. Uh, um, I like Tom Warren, um, but I've been enjoying. You, you can see he's in the like he's in the beat, you know. Oh, You've... um, I haven't yeah. caught that, but I mean, like I will say, it moves fast and. I'm not checking. I'll say, to me, seconds. I think he's like the worst one. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I really well, don't I, like him much. I think Tom I have much respect. Tom obviously has a huge audience with the Verge, sure. right? Uh, massive audience, and he's obviously covering it because he knows it's getting yeah. attention, right? It's his job to cover it. Um, but he definitely has a foot in a camp, right? And he makes yeah. that pretty damn clear. Does he? I have not is. caught that, but yeah. I haven't seen everything. Um, and that's why, like, if if like I think if you're in the Xbox like side of things, if that's where you're you're probably doing most of your gaming you're like oh yeah he's a good chap yeah all right I, he seems mm. pretty balanced and over here i'm like he's wording it in such a way yeah, it's i've like, not caught that it's, it's clever wording it's like i know what you're doing dude i, I get it you have a side and you, again this it's, is your and it's his problem. audience and so. it's his audience yeah so he's playing yeah. to it but i Derek I Strickland was the other one i like Derek Strickland a lot i think yeah, he's been Steven doing tremendous work yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of people good people talking about it um yeah but yeah, and I think, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, just from my perspective, my personal perspective, right? And then obviously uh, listening to Hoag's thoughts on um, kind of the case itself, it, it it seems pretty clear that, you know, FTC doesn't really have a strong case, at least to me. Um, you know, Even as a PlayStation guy, I'm like, <laughs> they convinced me. I'm like, yeah, I feel like they need this. <laughs> Surprisingly yeah. weak, oh. given the time that they had to prepare. Yeah. Yeah, that, that stood out to me and it felt like and then maybe it, maybe it's just me, but like it felt like they were just trying to make be as obnoxious as possible. I don't mean that as a fanboyism. I mean, like they're trying to make it an obnoxious process for major companies to merge. That's what I feel like. They're trying to make it difficult for big entities to merge. Um, that's how it seemed to me because the argument fell a touch flat. Um at least that's how that was kind of my armchair analysis of it. But yeah. I've enjoyed hearing from Derek and and Steven and Rebecca and and I, Tom, but I did not catch that stuff. So I guess I'll be wary of it. Um, I've enjoyed that when I've opened it up because I've seen information, not YouTuber speculation, right? Like it sure. was information to find out that uh, Indiana Factual. Jones was going right. Indiana Jones is yeah. exclusive, not surprising, yeah. but informational. Um, yeah the revenue sharing on Xbox having to negotiate a different deal than PlayStation. That is information. I enjoyed those revelations. Like that is surprising news to me versus maybe not surprising, but that is news to me. Informational news versus speculatory. Well, they're going to bring Hexen back and uh, you know, Steven uh, or uh, Bobby Kodak, he, he punched a kid at this, you know, like it's just, yeah, I want information. <laughs> Although but you feel like Bobby punch did probably punch a kid, right? Yeah, he probably did punch uh, a kid. Worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Steve, what's up, man? Good to see Steve in the chat. Our what up? Over at SG. That's oh, I'm sorry, Ains, I totally cut you off because you were about to say something. You said FTC has been making a pretty lousy argument. We agreed. And it yeah, I just like think that uh, I think that, you know, it, in what I've seen and kind of as Luke just kind of said, it seems like FTC wasn't super well prepared. Uh, it seems like their argument is kind of flimsy. You know, I think the discussion, you know, they've tried to frame as like Nintendo's not part of the console market is absurd. Um, you know, like I don't even see how you kind of make those types of arguments. Um, that said, I was trying to catch up before the show tonight just because it's very easy to to read through these things that we're all following and to say FTC's doing a poor job on their side. But from what I understand, anyone can correct me, um, listening again, talking to Hogue, we're having a separate conversation about this, but he said that basically, and I think uh um Aid said this in the chat, is like all the FTC has to really do is see doubt. Right. Like yeah. this, this is Microsoft's case to win in this kind of hearing, if you will. They have to be the ones to really kind of push down. And it feels like they've done that. Right. But yeah. he he is still personally putting it like a 50 50 that this mm-hmm. injunction either gets you know passed or blocked either way. Um, and I think that despite the FTC, from our perspective as gamers, not doing a fantastic job, it's not us. They have to you know appeal to it's yeah. it's a single judge. Um, I mean, and, so, and that said, though, like the the, I mean, the judge today, she seemed pretty, pretty like, is there a deal for Call of Duty on PlayStation? Like, how does this? Is this all what it kind of boils down to? Um, she seemed pretty direct towards the FTC of like, what what is your argument here? Like, what? Yeah. Like, how is? I, I think one of the direct quotes was, "I'm not interested in Sony. How does this harm consumers?" Yes. And seemingly trying to drive to the point of FTC hasn't made a good case as to why this harms consumers. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, they, they've made a great case as to why it harms Sony, but like, yeah, how does it, how does it harm like you and I, well, I have to go out there and buy a series S. Okay. Like that's it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see the, the FTC's arguments as uh, strong at all. In fact, I think, um, out of all the arguments, I feel like the the CMAs is probably the strongest one, and even that one's you know flimsy as well. So to me, I I, I see this as a PlayStation gamer going, yeah, this is it's gonna suck for me because uh, I'm gonna lose out on whenever the next Diablo thing hits and whatever the next I don't know. And that's the thing, like after Diablo, what is there for me? Uh, Crash game, whatever. That's gonna that's gonna suck. But I have an Xbox, so I'll just play it there. It doesn't. I'm not destroyed by by this at all. Um, I was I was pretty surprised at a few things. One, the Call of Duty stuff. Um, to see where Microsoft's place is currently in the field, like without all the you know what we try to say on the trophy room is like the console war ain't that tight, y'all. Like it's 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 a pretty you know PlayStation is pretty far and ahead. Like it's almost two to one. Um, I think Xbox is around 21 million PlayStation as of looking right now, 38.5. And to me, yeah. You're talking about console sell through console sales. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that number anywhere. Yeah. But but I had a different take on that. So come, come back to me when you're done making your point. Sure. So I was just like, Oh wow. You know, even with Microsoft having way better messaging, way better marketing this time around, we're still seeing a pretty, heavy slant towards playstation and 
coming to you know like the conversations with bobby and microsoft of, of bobby kodak going listen the vast majority play on pc and playstation uh yep. we're either gonna take 80 20 or we're gonna not even put this game on your platform that conversation surprised the heck out of me i don't know if it did it did for any of you guys it did i didn't see the the console numbers thing you were telling me about it earlier while we were playing diablo um (laughs) such a good game but so good dude uh so i haven't seen that in front like in writing anywhere but it just means i've missed it um to me i was surprise is not the right word i I guess i'm startled that it's two to one already but also like that's really good if that's the numbers we're looking at because 20 million is nothing to sneeze at um 21 million is nothing to sneeze at and xbox hasn't had a system seller yet um Although I would say you're missing out if you didn't play Halo Infinite's campaign. I would say you're missing out if you didn't right. play Forza. But like the reality is their system seller hasn't happened. But meanwhile, Horizon, Spider-Man, uh, God of Gran War. Turismo. What's that? God of, God of, War. God of War. God of War. Thank you. Um, I think it makes good sense, right? Um, I, we haven't seen Xbox's system seller, system mover. No. Um, Comes so out was, in two months and three days. Ooh, he's got a oh, counter. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> so I was... I was the, encouraged is not the right word i guess happy to know that it's doing well because it's ahead of xbox 360 and, and obviously ahead yeah. of xbox one without a system seller but also like e at the same time so i was a dual perspectives I, there it, yeah it's kind of funny because i think like the i think the easiest way to put it without making it sound so uh lopsided right is that they are both doing extremely well comparative yeah to their former success playstation mm-hmm. 5 is selling at a record pace it just is right and they they've carried they've successfully carried even despite the fumbles they had with mm-hmm. ps5 right they've successfully carried that momentum of the ps4 generation into the ps5 generation and just taken a almost a continued to have that stranglehold in the global market versus mm-hmm. some specific markets whereas xbox is not only selling consoles well but their overall revenue is up as well in fact one yeah. of the things i was i'm literally mid writing an article on xbox that i hope to post tomorrow actually about some of the things from la and one of the things spencer said in la which i think was reiterated here is that their last quarter was the highest quarter of revenue for xbox and xbox history outside wow. of holiday quarters yeah. so like if you followed the tracking for both playstation and xbox they're both breaking their own records Mm-hmm. So even though PlayStation, but I think that also puts into perspective that Xbox is more focused on revenue, right? Yeah. Uh, and they talked a lot about MAU. We've talked about monthly active users previously. They're really focused on that right now. Matt Booty yeah. talked about it, whereas PlayStation is still in the model, as we know, of sell through. And, uh, you know, they're focused on player counts, of course, and PlayStation yeah. Plus subscribers. But um, I think it that's a long winded way as I usually do to say that they're both doing extremely well, but it just does emphasize the point that PlayStation, when it comes to console sales, mm-hmm. they have a stranglehold. Yeah. That said switch kills them both. Yeah. So, you know, and switch is not part of the gaming market. Ains. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, saw it on the we, internet. <laughs> I mean, we joke about that. Right. But I think when you're talking about, obviously you guys know this, I'm not making any sort of point, but when you're talking about something like this, like, there's a console on the market that costs money that you play games on. It's part of the market. It's that simple. The The power okay. doesn't matter. You can buy a $500 PC. You can buy a $10,000 PC. Still a PC that still plays PC. games. 
Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's such a stupid yeah. argument. But um, yeah. anyway, I don't know where and we were going with so, that. But I, I agree with I mean, you yeah. that Code Tick yeah, throwing his weight around with Call of yeah. Duty was interesting to hear that they want 10% more revenue on the Xbox side because of the lower player base. And you can hate Code Tick all you want. That's business. That's how yeah. it works. Uh, I mean, I could take it somewhere with Matt Booty going like they were talking about like what games from Bethesda stay, which games from Bethesda go. And it really just seems like any game that is a single player game is going to uh, exclusively to Xbox, which sure. Why not? Why wouldn't you want Elder Scrolls to be exclusive on your platform? Like it's a no brainer. Uh, But he talked about like how, you know, these games need to have a 10 million like uh, uh, player base for it to remain f- like fiscally sound for them to to keep these games up. That's something I found interesting as well. I don't know, Luke, if like you've heard anything like that of like we finally got uh, to understand what is kind of the metric for success for one of their big AAA games. I don't know what the metric of success is for them. It does sound like the revenue. Big idea. Yeah, I think it, revenue is the idea. That's that's what it is. And it would make sense. Single player exclusive multiplayer as many places as possible, Um, Mm -hmm. which I love that idea. The idea that more people would jump in on the Sea of Thieves, more people would jump into Halo, uh, the next gears, whatever. Fine. Like Microsoft was experimenting with Halo Infinite and for all the problems they were trying to have their cake and eat it, too, by being uh, by selling consoles and having it available in multiple places for people to try. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if Halo Infinite was on PlayStation, right? The multiplayer portion. Imagine if Sea of Thieves was on PlayStation. Imagine if wonderful. Uh, The Last of Us Factions is day and date PC. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, multiplayer, where you can bring more people in, is enticing. And I yeah. like a world where, all right, you want to play single player. You got your Xbox for a Vowed for Clockwork Revolution, for Starfield, for the next Halo Infinite, uh, or a Halo single-player cool, but multiplayer, yo, Sea of Thieves, consistently grounded, consistent. Like, I like that idea. Um, how we, often do you and ta- I... I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 Luke, finish your point. Sorry. Well, I mean, Joe and I have played games together pretty regularly since pandemic, and yeah. 90% of the time, he's on PlayStation. I mean, unless it's Sea of Thieves or Halo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Fortnite, it's COD, it's now it's Diablo. We're just Diablo. playing cross cross con- console and it's, like rock on. It's funny because when we we used to, when did when did we start cast like three four years ago? I don't actually know now. Eighteen when years ago, yeah. I've, 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 been, no I've been I've been cast co op in for forty seven years at this point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I I remember us having conversations around when we first started talking about like remember the whole debacle with Minecraft and PlayStation saying like. We don't want the audience. I forget the actual phrasing, but it was something about like the the cross play may harm is, you know, we got to watch out for the kids on PlayStation. Yep. You remember that, that deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it feels like not that long ago we were talking about the the prospect of being able to just play on whatever platform you want and playing our games together. And And we don't really realize inherently because it happens slowly but now we, we're at a place where you just described where the vast majority of the major triple a games you can just play wherever you want right um which is awesome that's how it should be but i think yeah. the point luke that i wanted to touch on that you were making is <clears throat> about the xbox ecosystem is 
Um, I, I too like that they have a strong focus on ongoing multiplayer experiences because that's where I get a lot of my enjoyment. And I've always loved that about Xbox. They drove the industry forward with, with Xbox Live. They drove the industry forward with Halo. They drove the industry forward with app support on the 360, uh, party chat, all these things, right? And I, that's, I've always lived in that world. And what I like now is over the next few years, what we're seeing is Xbox has recognized that they do those things really well. And they have, I won't say failed, but they haven't done as well on the single player narrative blockbuster type experience, right? Mm-hmm. PlayStation is yeah. the complete opposite. They've, they've made their bank on the single player, you know, story experience. They failed a lot of times on the multiplayer front. And now we have Xbox investing heavily into first party con or single player content, which we've seen. Yep. And we have PlayStation investing heavily into live service content, which they obviously have yet to deliver, but we'll see. But my point being is that they both recognize their weaknesses. And because the industry is growing and they're both succeeding so well from a revenue perspective, they're more fully featuring both of their ecosystems. So no matter where you play and live, it's it's really cool to see. It's funny because the stuff you listed, Party Chat, Halo, literally Twin Stick, Twin Stick first person shooters. Xbox Live. Uh, yeah, Xbox Live smart delivery cross play uh cross play maybe not us what was what i mean cross play on play, console they did cross play console uh play anywhere like a lot of initiatives xbox is responsible for yep. but without that single player narrative driven experience uh for all their initiatives that have worked well the shift is is there and deservedly so in a lot of ways um and uh, you know when it, when it, they were talking a bit about Starfield, I should have pulled up the quote. And you know they they were talking about like, so how do you feel about they they asked Jim Ryan, like very, you know, how do you feel about Starfield being exclusive yeah. on Xbox? And he's just like, I have no problem with it. That's the the nature of the game. Like, he said, it's, yeah, like no problem with it. He that. said he said he didn't like it, but but that's the nature. But, he didn't like it, but. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and you know his argument is like, you know, yeah, is is they're gonna do something similar where they say one thing with Activision and then do something similar with Bethesda. But even then, I'm like, and isn't that the point? Like, so to me, I, I see this as, yeah, the FTC doing what they can to protect uh, PlayStation, not so much the the consumer. And this is coming from the PlayStation guy, so. That said, I wanted just to, to switch on over to one thing that I found interesting. We had a little bit of fun with this on the trophy room, and I want to bring it over here, but just a different little slant. Xbox went around to a lot of people and went, hey, we would like to buy you for money, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two of those people in particular was Square Enix. Very interesting, because yes. they've been the talk of the town of the, the you know, them being the next one to be bought and sega and sega's just like hey no listen we have you know you know they're a very important partner and i think they say that they that xbox sees the most value in playstation or sorry most value in sega Sega. more than that uh, came out any of their competition yeah yeah so like nothing but very kind words yeah uh which one (laughs) excites you more sega 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 Sega, 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 yeah. Why is it? Because, like, to me, I'm like, if, if, like, this deal closes and tomorrow Xbox is like, hey, we bought Sega, I feel nothing. So, I'd be like, okay, good. 
happy to address this and then i want yeah. Ace to jump in because i think his relationship with sega is different yeah um, i'm an old head sega head so i mean my answer is easy but go ahead call me a born again sonic fan um because oh sonic frontiers had me go back and play mania play origins playing origins plus right now um generations shoot i even dove into sonic forces i went on a sonic <laughs> kick and then i went back and thought about all my dreamcast days that i loved and the reason I Look, think they're going to stop you there. When you said born again, Sonic fan, I just heard Luke get like being baptized going, I ain't a Mario oh, fan no more. I don't need Mario no more. Dude. Yeah. I am like, delivered. I know. It's I don't like plumbers. Um, I like hedgehogs. Is it hedgehog or elephant come October? And it's going to be hedgehog for me. I'll probably sneak that elephant. Don't you worry. Um, so the the thing about Sega to me now at this point, apart from Sonic the Hedgehog, which was a mascot platformer that I think Xbox could use because they're not they're not using uh, Banjo like they should. They need an Xbox platform. I consistently don't understand that. But Ains, uh, I direct this towards you because you are you are the old Sonic fan. Um, Sega fan. Sega fan. Pardon me. Um, <laughs> Sega has a really good catalog via atlas of jrpgs yes. and while xbox made a strong attempt at getting final fantasy into game pass uh getting mm -hmm. square enix titles like kingdom hearts into game pass uh and they've done a good job with yakuza uh and the spinoffs getting into game pass it seems to me more and more that square enix is leaning towards being console specific on playstation and maybe it's not as vile as we hate xbox maybe it's literally that revenue share that bobby kodak was talking about Right. And maybe yes. Square Enix stuff just isn't worth paying 80, 20 versus 70, 30. Who knows? Um, but what what the acquisition of Sega would do is bring with it an audience, a JRPG, a, a Japanese element to their catalog that they are currently absent. I love this current Xbox that I saw uh, at the showcases where they were clearly uh strengthening their relationships with capcom strengthening their relationships with uh sega and atlas uh what what is it uh metaphor metaphor yeah, metaphor persona 5 fantasio yeah. yeah and none of those are my games but the audience is there and then it's a gap in place in xbox's catalog so i liked that um and then not for nothing i i do enjoy sonic games um I just do. I love that. I really loved Frontiers. I liked a lot of the 2D stuff I'm playing. I'm so right, shut your mouth, Luke. Now I want to go. I, now I want to no, no, go. No, I'm not done. I'm All stoked right. for Sonic Superstars. <laughs> and what is with October? Leave it alone. It's right. September and October. Just knock it just off. Just stop. Please. Yeah, they're absurd. I'm begging. I was what like, about I was, you? I said AIDS. Yeah, I won't get in October. Um, no, no, Sega's, no, about, about Sega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I was going to go down a trail of October, okay. and I was like, no, I'll leave it alone. Um, on Sega, yeah, I mean, part of me, obviously, is the old school Sega head. I mean, anyone who knows the history of the consoles knows that the OG Xbox was like kind of like the Dreamcast big brother coming onto the stage and everyone rooting for the underdog, you know, to take on PlayStation at the time. But um, <clears throat> outside of that history, you know, I grew up with Sega. I think the most important things nowadays is that Sega went through a really tough period, late 2000s or 2000s or so. They merged with Sammy. Um, but lately, past several years, past few years, right, they've really kind of turned a corner, in my opinion. Um, and I think Luke's right about Sonic. Sonic is kind of seeing a resurgence. Um, Atlas is on fire. Like, forget oh, yeah. about it. 
uh, they're on fire. And it. I think Like a Dragon was phenomenal. Like a Dragon, I'm not even getting to get into their numbering system, but the the sequel to Like a Dragon uh, is going to be, uh, I'm sure, phenomenal as well. Um, you have things dormant IP, I think, are really important, which is part of the reason Activision comes up to. It's just the wealth of IP ownership that comes with Activision. You get that with Sega as well. There's a lot of things with the kind of first party umbrella that Xbox brings to the table and all the developers they've hired over the past uh, five, six years or so. You could really start to do work with, you know, I'll shout out Fantasy Star, one of my favorite classic JRPGs and just having the capability to have a section of that type of game in the Xbox first party umbrella would be huge for them because it's absent today, right? I love what we're seeing about what we saw in the showcase this year, Xbox first party. I love what they're developing. I prefer Western RPGs anyway, so I'm in heaven. But there's plenty of people who adore Japanese role-playing games. They're huge in the marketplace. And I just think that between the action games, mascot games, Dorman IP, JRPG, it could be a really big win. Now, some of that could also be said for Square Enix, right? It's very fair. But I think Square's in a really weird place right now. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is seemingly doing very well. And I don't, you know, that's one specific game. But if you look at the business reports out of Square Enix, you look at where their drive and their investments are into NFT, into these kind of weird marketplaces they're all over the place and they're not performing well from a corporate perspective so i sega if you asked me five years ago i would said square enix like without a doubt you asked me now i would say sega bar none there just seemed to be on a better curve with better kind of long-term viability in my opinion now the last thing i'll say is i'm sorry no the last thing i'll just say is final fantasy itself is a it's an ip that is you know has few peers right But what that means, you know, what that means in terms of comparisons to sale price, IP value, all those other things, I have no idea. But still, I'd still say Sega. I think to to go off Luke's point, because I've been yelling about this for literally years, it's like when people are like, why don't why doesn't Square make Xbox games? It's like, because, man, like, take a look at the Kingdom Heart, uh, Hearts 3 numbers like that sold more than like 80% on PS4 to Xbox One at the time. Like there's a reason. It's like you like it seems like Square wants the the safety net of Game Pass to uh to to kind of be the reason or or kind of pay off that development portion for xbox or else they just don't want to do it because they feel like they're losing money uh making making uh, a, a port for an audience that obviously doesn't care for them the way that i think a lot of hardcore xbox fans want them to mm-hmm. uh so you know on that on that portion i always want to shake people it's, I, I think yeah with the 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 activision deal and seeing bobby mm-hmm. going listen we'll pull call of duty it's like well, now we can understand why maybe Square is more apprehensive of putting another Final Fantasy on a on an Xbox or whatever have you. Um, that being said, I also see Sega as a huge benefit to Xbox. And I would say, even to me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's a bigger deal than Activision is because all of a sudden Xbox now has like the JRPGs that, you know, people really want and that are very important to playstation like you know persona is huge 
um and it's importance and its impact and 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 lineage on playstation means something and that would actually i think drive people to maybe go out there and buy an xbox more than ever um you know you take a look at sonic yeah Xbox needs a platformer. They need something that speaks to kids. They have a I platformer. What... They're just not using the goddamn thing. Sorry. Uh, okay. the, keep the bird in the backpack. I'm like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> but like, you know, like Sonic is bigger than ever. And why not use that and leverage it to your advantage as well? So to me, Sega makes a whole lot of sense. But I also go to this huge list that was like 100 <laughs> plus developers publishers you name it the xbox wanted to pick up i don't know have any of you guys seen that list i did by the way shout out to everborn in the chat you said sonic and he came running yeah everborn and i everborn and i we we bonded on uh uh asante's show we're both sonic fans oh yeah everborn's the biggest sonic fan i know what's up man good to see you is there one is there one company on that list that like your ear or your your eyes wide and going that would be a great pick for xbox I need that to would get me excited me again i would need to have it honestly i think uh i think bungie was the one that jumped out to me yeah. um I, it was a big surprise to me when when bungie signed with playstation and obviously their deal is a little more unique in that they have independent publishing rights and, and the games can stay on all platforms it's a, maybe not independent publishing but i know the games are staying all platform oh, yeah. etc but um yeah, I thought that if if Bungie was going to sign anywhere, it, it would have been with Xbox. That was a surprise to me. Um, but uh, no, I, I don't think Bungie ahead, don't Luke. they cause headaches? Are, I mean, is that anecdotal? Um, I, I so I, I do not know, and I am not trying to spout misinformation. Is it true that Bungie is difficult to work with? Uh, for for like first party stuff, I couldn't tell but, you. Yeah, Both I mean, of you I, are I baffled could... by this, so I'm thinking that must be just some fanboy mess yeah. that I saw. Yeah, it's some fanboy spe- mess that you probably created. Yeah. On an alt- okay, alt- got it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, but I think, uh, and funny enough, Aid just said in the chat too, IOI was interesting. Yes, yes that's who I was. I'm, I got the list now. Yeah, yeah. so IOI, I think, uh, you know, we know obviously Hitman and stuff, but they're working on the James Bond game. Um, so you start to think about, we've talked before a lot on the show about IPs. In terms of, in fact, I ranted last week about popular IPs, right, and being annoyed by them. But you start to think of things like James Bond, Indiana Jones, right? These are, they're not superheroes, but they're big, recognizable, mm-hmm. decades long celebrated IPs. That yeah. could have been really interesting as well. And I, IOI is obviously talented. Hitman 3 is an incredible game, um, which they've continued to support successfully for years. So that would have been cool. Yeah. Thunderful would have well, IOI was my my first now that I got him in front of me. Would have loved the idea of Thunderful, but uh, they, mm. as a publisher, but I have a good relationship with Thunderful. I do a lot of interviews for them, and um, but I love like the Steam World games. I really love the Gunk. Um, I thought that would have been would have been really cool, and that makes a lot of sense because then like because you know you see you see my uh, Sony use uh, or or wield you know Devolver to be like this. <clears throat> kind of extra like this phantom limb that they use for indies so mm-hmm. it would be really cool for xbox to go you know what what if we have forget the idea at xbox what if we just throw that all into thunderful and thunderful is our our publisher that focuses solely on indie games did you just and, say forget id at xbox how dare that's you, a sir? yeah that's a how dare probably you. not 
I think Xbox has over 5,000 games in development. I think Xbox just, is awesome, man. Yeah, and I they just, just signed... The name. I just hate it's a bad name, name but um, okay. they just signed... leave the name alone. The, 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 the department or division has been a okay. resounding success. Well, and I'm just I, saying I, I'm right, as a PlayStation point. person, the name's dumb. <laughs> yes, Luke, I'm listening. Um, ID at Xbox also developed their uh, developer acceleration program, which does a good yep. job at bringing in marginalized uh, game creators or marginalized uh, developers developers thank you uh into the program so that they get more spotlight i've talked to a lot of developers about that program and how it's been useful to them um id at xbox is fantastic i agree the naming convention is bad but the developer acceleration program five thousand games in development Sarabon literally able to go on stage and talk about uh its productivity and its effectiveness the work that chris charla does over there um I I will stand for the ID at Xbox program, and it's brought in some heavy hitters uh, for sure. So I, I think that's way, worth showing. Alec, shout out to Alex in the chat, Alejandro. He's uh, one of our reviewers. Um, he uh, calls out IOI had that rumored exclusive Xbox Fantasy RPG. That is still going on. That's Project Dragon, and that is yeah. exclusive to Xbox, at least timed. Um, so I, that was actually on a list in these court documents. Yeah, um, that I'm shown. very excited. I'm very yeah. excited for what IOI like ever since Hitman three, they can do no wrong. I, I am, I'm on board with, with whatever they do. I, I'm like Dan's, I'm like Dan's little, like, you know, cousin on the show his little nephew. We, we know, call him agent. Everything Uncle Dan likes, you know, <laughs> uh, but I will go like, I haven't tried that. That was it. The roguelike mode, but that said, like, no, very not every excited. game they needs would be, like elements. Like we can yeah. stop that now. Not every game. Yeah. Needs not every game, but uh, yeah, IOI uh, hat caught my eye. How smart caught my eye? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! I know these court documents are old, but like, back off. <laughs> uh, the one that I that I thought would be a no brainer that gets me excited would be Remedy, because Remedy just does so many awesome and weird things. Ains, you're cracking up. Right, right, I'm sorry. You heard his wife's my voice. Wife, my wife is right there. <laughs> she was talking, and I unmuted, and she was still talking. And I said, "Stop talking!" <laughs> wow, we got a lot of insight wow. into the, to the, to the <laughs> damn. man. Mrs. Bowden, would you like to come on and yeah, just get your wife drink? The, the bar's over there. She was just grabbing oh, a drink. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bet she needs a lot of them living with you. Let me tell oh, you. Oh boy, here we go. Anyone else notice Anne's hand starting to raise? like this a little bit <laughs> i was like Whoa. don't do it Ains. oh no this is a family show this is a family show <laughs> um but yeah no uh remedy would be that would be a really remedy to get for them and like just bring them home just bring them bring them home i would i would i, I look yeah. remedy is one of the they punch above their weight what why is he laughing I'm sorry. Sorry, the chat just said, "Wow, I didn't realize we'd be seeing Ains's divorce start live tonight." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Oh goodness, Remedy goodness. and IOI both punch above their weight. I think, yeah. uh, in terms of what yeah. they create and the quality that they put out, um, and that's not to be, that's not to go unnoticed. Xbox could use some studios that punch above their weight. Uh, I think Ninja Theory. We learned that they. What was it? 117 million. million. Um, also, 117, and that was funny. But yeah, sure. what a get, right? Yeah, um, and big time. 
I know everybody and Joe has said this to me before too. Like it only proves how valuable like Insomniac was as a pickup and a few Crazy. other studios in history, but like 117 million, not bad bringing in Ninja theory. Like yeah. Hellblade Hellblade looks like it's going to deliver, yeah. man. I hope it does. Yeah. Cause I want to see some combat. I need to see some combat. Y'all may be worried with that incredible trailer, but that trailer was slow. I want some combat. So, you know, I think it'll be fine, but yeah, I, it, I think those insights too, around the, did you play uh, it? Hellblade what? Hellblade 2? No, Did they, they didn't have no. to play. No, gotcha, I didn't. They didn't. In fact, they didn't. They had Phantom Liberty to play, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, and they had a bunch of uh, the upcoming ID at Xbox games uh, to play, but they didn't have any of the, the big Change games. the name. <laughs> um, so developers at Xbox. There was, there was going to be... Damn it, there was a point I was going to make and I forget now. Sorry. That's that's my fault. Hey, I got I I, I got something to say. I, I mean, my buddy my buddy Ryan has something. Jim Ryan, he's got something to say. Good old Lion Ryan. He he's lying through his teeth here, folks. We know it. You know it. We all know it. All right. <laughs> uh, my boy Jim uh, says that publishers unanimously dislike <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. I thought let's put a little spice in here. We've been too, too chummy for too long. Hmm. unanimously I, 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 dislike unanimously dislike and i love that multiple publishers have come out this week and said <laughs> hey that. by the way we uh we love xbox game pass i saw that <laughs> you think it's real neat <laughs> also, like, we're, we're just, you know we're not making this comment for any reason but we like it you know we like it yeah. can i tell y'all i i have a privileged position that i my whole shtick is i interview developers yeah i've talked to devs big and small and every single one of them has sung X, uh, Game Pass praises every single one. I talked to my eighth Xbox specific developer uh, or exclusive developer this year, and very much he was like, "I wish I was on Game Pass." He wishes he was on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, that's an indie game. But then I've done the same thing with Triple A's and everywhere in between, and they all want to be on Game Pass. Guaranteed money, guaranteed audience, like. Uh- I think it was especially hilarious that he makes that comment when literally a PlayStation first party game in the show is on Game Pass now. Two yeah. Years in a row. Like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, good old he, Lion Ryan. Did they, have, uh, he did get caught in some, some fibs, which was interesting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was the biggest yeah. one, I think. There, there was that one, and then there was one at the beginning, at the very beginning, that didn't make oh, sense. Oh, was, no, was, oh, what Call of Duty, how important it was, how he was talking to regulators, and then it's coming out. I was like, no, it's not an exclusive. Yeah, it's like, we'll play. be fine. We'll be more than okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me say, that, was be- that was just the first conversation, but in August, and then <laughs> did I, he- I had one that, that what is it, like, it, it rang alarm bells at Sony or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And that, that was a weird email exchange. Did it come yeah. out ever the, the question of like having exclusive things on Xbox that wouldn't be on PlayStation? Did it ever get brought up that like, well, that did do that exactly? There's special things you get in COD on PlayStation you don't get on Xbox. I Spider think they Man just Avengers. mentioned that something about like a Christmas skin in Call of Duty. Gotcha. Okay. Cause I yeah. mean, like, there's a lot of stuff that Xbox doesn't get that PlayStation gets uh, in terms of perks right and so i thought that was interesting i didn't know if it came up at all so yeah uh Nubilex was asking publishers or game developers because there's a difference and i was just saying that really both to some degree i know you've talked to more developers than me luke i've talked to some developers a few that have sung game passes praises but some publishers have sung its praises as well now that's mm-hmm. not to say 
it's universal praise, right? I have seen at least one or two comments from publisher or dev saying, you know, Game Pass was maybe a mistake for their game. And I think that's that should be expected. I don't think it's Game Pass is a one size fits all platform, right? Solution. It's a, it's yeah. A, yeah. Thank you. Solution's a better word. Gotcha. It's a it's a solution for um depending on the game, the release date, the budget, a, a whole number of factors that has to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. Have to be yeah. accounted for. Can you put Rob's question in Ains? Sure. Um, yes, yes. Yes. Bear with me. I'm not. Uh, here you go. Got it. He's always- so, so Rob asked. He said, "What are the top three reasons I've heard from devs saying they like Game Pass?" Um, so there's a several reasons. The first is guaranteed monies. Uh, if you're a small game developer, uh, you get guaranteed monies, and if your game costs twenty thousand dollars to make and you're getting a hundred thousand, well, then you you've made your money five times over um that's a pretty common one the other one is a guaranteed install base uh and accessibility via cloud via pc via via console like you have options for ways to reach your consumers the xbox team will help you port um which is interesting uh and you'd have to go back to the the thunderful interview but uh as a publisher thunderful enjoyed it as well that was the thunderful head that i talked to about steam world um as a franchise as dig well. right steam world dig but then there's the new steam world high not heist the new uh, i think it is i think you're right i, I interviewed him on yeah, a new a steam new, world yeah. yeah there's a new, the new steam, steam world, world game coming yeah. yeah um and then i've had a number of of steam of uh thunderful developers on and said the same my under this is interesting though boys my understanding is that game pass is pretty much spoken for in terms of the availability of slots through the rest of this year and then some like the mm, games are already decided i hadn't heard that yeah i have heard that, that. would make sense um, yeah and that would make sense. developers have told me that um to be clear yeah. it's not like my not on reset error or anything but else like that. that makes sense though because part of the conversation around game pass that the Xbox leadership has expressed is, is curation game curation mm-hmm. and making sure that the games that do enter the service, get their time in the spotlight. Right. Mm-hmm. We yeah. hear all the time about how many games release on steam. And this is one of the points they made early on in game Pass is that X number of games release a month on steam. Right. But there's so many games just get completely lost mm-hmm. in that. And, and they wanted to make sure they were not overloading game pass to the point where like, a game would release and nobody would get eyes on it, right? right. So they have a, a very fine line they try to walk with the amount of releases, the timing of those releases, and to ensure that the deals they make obviously are beneficial to not only us as subscribers, but also the publishers and devs. It's made yeah. it difficult from what I understand for smaller titles that need to bump, like let's say they need to delay by a month to finish something with the technology team or their port's not going well. Sure. Or- it's made it harder for smaller teams to kind of wedge themselves in to a slot yeah. on Game Pass, which is interesting to hear about as well. Um, but I do, I would like to see Xbox and PlayStation both make Wednesday Indie Day or something so that you can put visibility and spotlight. They used to that, do that with Xbox to, Live Arcade. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm calling back to is yeah. um, there are ways to bring spotlight out because like Game Pass just delivered a, a slew of really good titles this past yes. week. Um, from Need for Speed Unbound, Fist, and uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the third. Uh, Bramble, Bramble Mountain, I think yes, so. yeah. Yes, um, yes. The, all those games deserve spotlight, getting drowned yep. out by all the other news. And, and so that's a bummer to see that happening. 
Yeah. Hope yeah. oh, that's I know a lot of cool game stuff about Game Pass. That's been a fun dive for me lately. Alex said one that I've heard is uh, I've heard as well. Uh, he said um, confirmation of game devs also getting extra revenue for amount of downloads. So I think there are incentive based yeah. incentives in some of the contracts based on how many players engage with the game over a certain period. As mm-hmm. I understood it, Luke, correct me if you've heard something different. As I understood it, it's some of those deals were made around play time. How long are people engaging with your game as a total amount of time? I last heard that last year. I have not heard that recently, but that might no, be not asking the right question either. Yeah, it was a little okay. while ago. Okay. I do want to bring up, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going to totally butcher your name, but I'm going to just shorten it to Aid, who writes it, um, saying, came up day one, the FTC lawyer said, imagine having something like a skin exclusive to Xbox. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I know. That, that happened? Oh, man. Happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. They actually, yeah. the food. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, there was, like, a really funny thing, too. Like, one of the lawyers were just like, and you made Indiana Jones uh, an exclusive? Like, you renegotiated? Like, how's that Like how's that fair? And I think, like, Phil Spencer or whoever was on the stand was just like, PlayStation has Spider-Man? It's the... So it's it's their top selling game exclusive to PlayStation <laughs> and PC. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, again, like it's just like this is this is a can- kangaroo court. Uh, this <laughs> it's a circus. It it's so embarrassing because this yeah. this is just who are you embarrassed for? By the way, uh, you pronounce F- uh, he- whoever was the FTC guy. Oh, or he prefers his name to be pronounced Ade. And believe Ade. me, you're not alone. I have asked him personally in DMs multiple times because i always mess it up so i always apologize to him but ade is what he asks um ade we appreciate you don't mind yes. don't mind he's Joseph awesome Moran. He, i can't pre- I and can't i apologize for my friend joe ade. he's yeah joe's real dumb but ade we appreciate you <laughs> i can't even pronounce luke's last name <laughs> keep on saying boar it just comes oh, out i just I say low boar He's a low whore. Dude, can oh. I tell you? There are actual adults who cannot pronounce my name. And I'm like, it's four letters. It's four it's letters. Four letters. <laughs> like, what don't you get? It's so confusing. Oh, no. I mean, it's the features. H. It's throwing me off. <laughs> By golly, Jays. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's let's see. What was the what was the next spicy thing? Uh, Nissa said uh, in the chat just now, Nissa. Yes, Nissa said um, ah, here yeah. with the CEO of Microsoft. Satya Nadella, by the way, uh, said about exclusives. And yeah, basically he quoted saying, you know, he would prefer if there were no exclusives from a console perspective, but that's just the world that we live in. Yeah. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the point. And that, I yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, that's what Nadella's going to say, right? I mean, <laughs> PlayStation has made their bank. Switch has made their bank on those big named exclusives, of course. You know, if you take away the exclusives in a fantasy world, the differentiator between platforms becomes hardware and um, uh, ecosystem, right? And I think unless you were heavily tied to trophies, Joe, uh, <laughs> or others, right? I mean, from an ecosystem perspective, Xbox has a lot of advantages, especially, and both have a lot of advantages over Nintendo in that space. Mm-hmm. So obviously mm-hmm. that's what N- Nadella is going to say. Yeah. And not for, uh, Nadella is right. 10 years 15 years from now when it's just an app when it's just an app your exclusives are available in only the xbox app you can yeah. play elder Scrolls 6 when you load up xbox on your samsung tv or whatever that is coming 
So maybe that's a way to interpret it. Um, because the box yeah, I mean, will be my, here for only so long. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's Microsoft, right? They're, they're the premier player in tech in the entire world, right? So, of course, they have the capability to say things like, well, exclusive software is less important to us. You know, we'd prefer if there weren't because they know from a technical perspective, they can walk circles around the competition. Yeah. 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 Um, I, yeah, I found that that was the second funniest quote i'm like of course you're gonna say that <laughs> and of course you're gonna blame so like this thing's exclusives have mattered since you know really like the the age of like sega v like nintendo it's just it's always been a part of it mm-hmm. um but when you take a look at like microsoft's business model and how they operate they very much do work with everybody mm-hmm. so like e- exclusivity is actually something that they're not really used to because they typically don't do that anymore like to them it's such an old strategy to them so at at, at, like front facing me if i was a a playstation fanboy i'd be like oh that's the dumbest thing i ever heard then you take a step back going oh yeah wait i could pretty much use you know things like word everywhere you know they're Mm -hmm. working with apple they're working with meta on all sorts of stuff so like yeah no that's there's actually a lot of truth to what uh what they're saying so yeah Go for it, Ains. I was just going to say, I think you actually made a, a, a very adept comparison there to something like Word looking at Microsoft mm-hmm. Office, because as, as anyone who uses that know, it's shifted to a license, just like mm-hmm. anything else, an annual license. So has Adobe. So have a lot of software. It's SaaS, right? Which is software as a service. And that's essentially where <laughs> Microsoft was driving. I know where Microsoft was driving uh, with Xbox and Game Pass in general, right? Is moving into service delivery outside of kind of physical box delivery right it just makes more sense and it's where the it's where the future is as you pointed out not only in the gaming industry but in many other industries so yeah uh okay can we talk i i there's not much left here other than if you want to get into the matt booty quote of you know playstation could buy sony out of business type of thing (laughs) how much there xbox you mean microsoft yeah and it was for 2019 as they're right. talking about, you know, potential spending once they get into the acquisition deals and uh, whatever. That, yeah, whatever that, that, right? that sounded to me like like a guy shooting the shit who's got a big wallet to spend, you know, who's got that full list of studios in front of him. And he's just, you know, off the cuff. That's what that felt like to me. Yeah. I did not overread into it. And I don't think anybody else should be either. One How way about or the Matt other. Booty pulling up in that suit? Woo! Get it, man. Oh him and Phil. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I think uh I, I think Steve in the chat was just like uh his wife thinks that Matt Booty's attractive, so now I he's he's betting for this thing to fail. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, when we were uh when we were in LA, Matt Booty walked by with his wife. Uh oh, and we all just said, that. Hey Matt, he was like, Hey, you know, but it's the first I'd seen him with his wife. Yeah. Um yeah. but he's he's generally a pretty quiet guy, so uh yeah, it's pretty cool. So you have to think about the Microsoft execs that were there for E3 or whatnot. They had to prep for an E3 presentation sans sans all Activision Blizzard stuff where they delivered on all Xbox first party stuff, the third party relationships with with Capcom, Ubisoft and Sega all at once. They had to prep for all that, do their customer relationship stuff in that presentation, meeting people like uh, Ains in LA and stuff. And then less than a month turnaround, go into court. And for all, for everything I'm hearing, they were quite prepped for that. That is, that is a terrifying amount of professionality that I don't ever want to have to have in life. 
Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, is uh, one, I think they are generally extremely well-versed on these things anyway. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they just seem to be that type of organization, which is cool. Um, but you know for a fact, anyone who's has any kind of insight into this stuff, they prepped for days and many, many, many hours of meetings with their lawyers, with their teams on what to say, what angles to say, what not to say, what not to reference. And yeah, uh, they were definitely well prepared, way more prepared on paper, at least from what we've seen than the FTC. Yeah. So question, because um, obviously we all think this is going to go through. Um, and since I'm Don't probably not going to. So since, you know, I probably won't have you guys on the trophy room to talk about this. Uh, where do we, where do you think both, both parties go after this deal theoretically goes through on July 18th? Like, like, like what, what do you see? Like Sony doing? (laughs) (laughs) Please no. Uh, Um, If it it goes through, there's going to be some restructuring. I think Sarabon takes over Activision uh i think you have some some leadership changes over the next two years uh i think you see one or two ip make a comeback i mean the the easy the easy go-to answer for fun would be hexen right because he wore the t-shirt um but i think you have two years of readjustment and i think the real impact comes when when the marketing deals are up with sony and they Mm -hmm. shift if it does which is this year by the way they confirmed that so that would mean that the next yeah. Call of Duty next year could be theoretically marketed with with Xbox, and so I think that's when you start seeing the big the big impacts happening or in the marketing elements because the games that any that any games that Xbox might green light or whatnot will take uh, studio restructuring, and then will take uh, probably like portfolio portfolio evaluation and any other fancy corporate term that you might have. And then you got to develop the thing. So this is going to be much like Bethesda. Woo. We're all done. And then years and years. Yeah. Years. And 100%. Years. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, acquisitions like this, you're talking about a, a, is it nine studios, eight studios, nine studios in total that uh, account for over 10,000 developers. You have a host of, hundreds if not probably into the thousand range of actual leadership in various levels of positions that would have to be restructured and figure out where they fit in just to put into some comparison i can't go into detail here right but my company purchased another company that was about i want to say 1500 to 2000 employees back in 2020 2020 we are still working through that migration as we speak um these things take a very long time and you're talking about a whole host of things from location of developers all over the place, what they're working on, IP ownership, you're talking about technical infrastructure. Um, I mean, there's a whole lot of things. You would not, I guess my point being is you wouldn't see anything change outside of, like Luke said, maybe a marketing deal, right, On the that's out and customer facing uh, for a time to come, a long time to come. I do think Kotick would take the money and be gone. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, he, even he was just like, yeah, I would never put a game on. He, like he said, I would, I would not. Like I wouldn't do day and day on Game Pass. I would like like he doesn't like the model, and you could just see like as he's taking the stand too. He's just like, dude, I just want my money. Can I just go? Yeah, <laughs> like, and there's other shareholders with him that'll be in the same camp, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, just tons of money going around. We could just only we can only hope for a heart attack when it comes to Kodak. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, 
and then you've got to think about okay you know do, do you take someone from the current xbox leadership to to oversee certain operations there do you move someone up that they think is promising that's in an activision today they're just those things take a very long time so you wouldn't see much change but i do think it is interesting that the marketing deal for call of duty on playstation ends this year and uh, obviously that's not being renewed right so i would assume that uh we'll see that on xbox starting next year assuming this goes through trial and all that jazz um did yeah, i picture did i picture kotick's demise while Ains was talking yes did it fill me with glee absolutely i was just thinking of him right next to a cliff and he's like oh it's happening like he's he's like chowing down on a hot dog and like he's trying to go for help and he accidentally shoves his friend clarence down a goddamn cliff where he deserves <laughs> and like you kill two birds with one stone it's like they ain't that eat that the dream catalina wine mixer talking about right. Clarence Thomas, everyone. the catalina wine mixer fucking <laughs> 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 catalina wine mixer. uh ade thinks uh the judge is gonna grant the injection all right they could have yeah i mean i don't know yeah i can't remember the terminology i don't know um it's interesting that you got like again it's why i love this show because it gets such insight from both of you guys of how you know how shit really gets made so like when i when i hear that because like to me I, I think yeah you're gonna have a lot of restructuring over at activision right you're gonna have definitely a changing guard and that comes with you know getting getting used to that position changing the culture of that company and you know fixing things streamlining a few things and getting rid of some redundancies which is the sad portion of it um but then like i think about like sony right i think of, i think about jimmy you know <laughs> it always goes back to jimmy he's just he's sitting in Is his he in office. A silver chair holding a cat as you think about yeah him. he's but like the cat's sad too dude like <laughs> it's not very well lit and he's just like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do next because xbox says they're not done after this right that they're dude, that's that's the other thing is it's yeah. they made clear that yeah this is once this is done that they're still in the market they're they're not yeah. done so and um, so like, i think that's crazy do you think they go for publishers or studios that's a good question i think they go question, for another Luke. publisher yeah I do you know. think they could pull it off three publishers Absolutely. in a row so so the the only reason why i say that i think microsoft wants to go towards publishers because to me it, it's kind of like an anti-embracer situation embracer had like the 130 you know like developers all over the place some publishers some like not and it was just a mess if i'm microsoft then just if i'm a you know i'm matt booty on an email chain mm -hmm. i have you know whoever's in charge of activision and blizzard in charge of those games i have you know the games that i'm in charge of right my catalog and then i have pete hines and the team over at bethesda focus on what they're doing so like mm -hmm. you don't have to have too much oversight because they're all working kind of you know business as usual the only thing different they're making xbox games instead of multi-platform games if that all made sense so here's a question for you guys um mm -hmm. does this change now my camera froze again didn't it it did, it did. Very, at least it's a good picture yeah oh um, not on the youtube video it's not oh is it not because on the trophy uh -oh. room on the trophy room i i froze like this last night <laughs> 
Uh, do, do you think that in the wake of this deal with the information that came out, Sharpie redacted stuff and otherwise? Uh, <laughs> I loved it. You, I that loved was, that. That could not have been a better analogy for how how some of this trial has gone. Uh, yeah. If anyone doesn't know, some, some poor intern at Sony was told to redact something. They thought they were doing right. They sharpied it out. The scanner picked up the numbers behind it. Um, uh, my, my question is, do does the information that's come to light change how deals will get made going forward or relationships will be built? Like, let's say Remnant 2 w- was on the possibility of being uh, on Game Pass or was sure. up for, like, you know, being console exclusive, timed exclusive, the next indie that's timed exclusive. Uh, do you think... The, the information that came out changes any of that going forward? I don't really think good question. so. I don't, see, I don't see it changing now. Yeah, it is a good question, but I, I, I genuinely don't think so. I think that at the end of the day, I think that, I guess my answer would be none of what we're hearing here is new. It's mm-hmm. new to us. It's yeah. not new to the industry players. Okay. So, right. So I think that they know, they the, the important people who make these decisions and who strike these deals in the industry already know this is the stuff that goes down every day for them because like we said earlier this is their job it's mm-hmm. what they do so i don't think so i don't think anything changes i think they're they're probably i'd be interested to hear what they think about um all of this being public right which is not usually the case mm-hmm. um but other than that i don't think it changes anything personally so nobody tries to renegotiate their deal or, or 80 20 or any of that no i think if anything like you know so it's still gonna have to be next? based on it's going to have to be based on, you know, their throughput. It's, yeah. You, you don't renegotiate a deal because someone in court said they're doing something else. I don't, I don't think so. Anyway, hey, we heard micro, uh, Bobby got 80, 20. Is that true? Uh, what the, <laughs> what's up with that? Um, you know, I think it goes uh, maybe uh, along to what I was trying to say before you cut me off. You bitch um, is I do it again. Maybe, maybe he starts walking around. <laughs> And uh, no, 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 I wouldn't insult you, Ains. I would never face. cut you off, Joe. Anyway, okay, were you saying something? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, like, yeah, Ains, let, let him talk. Okay, could... he's trying to talk. Oh, sorry, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was just trying to no, finish my okay. point. This is what it's like to work with Joe, right? We gotta put up with God damn. <laughs> no, Joe, I get what come Sean on, was we're saying. waiting. Okay, oh, so PlayStation probably goes to some of those partners and goes, Hey, what's up? and maybe throws around some type of uh some type of money in terms of like investment, like you saw with from software, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll throw you X amount of money. Uh, we'll invest into your company uh, this much to kind of make sure that they have that working relationship that they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. And maybe I would try to talk to Sega as well. Cause you know, after them so publicly going, yeah, we love Xbox. We think they're great. <laughs> we think we think Phil looks good in the suit. Maybe uh, if I'm Jim, I would hobble on over to Sega going, hey, man, what about me in the suit? Like, I, I wore a suit, too. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely and, and, think and, that, yeah. uh, to your point, I think PlayStation, if they haven't already, um, would probably get more aggressive yeah. as much as they can in that space, um, just because it, it seems to be that way for them now um but who knows i don't know i i you mentioned um i think did you just mention from soft i did or am i making okay i was you gonna did. say i'm i'm kind of surprised and correct me if i'm wrong but i'm kind of surprised i didn't see from soft or capcom on any of these discussions because from software was in it was, from soft it, was on there yeah it was noted and, that they have a relationship sorry go ahead joe 
Yeah. 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 And I said on the trophy room, if that were to happen, we're renaming the show into the Achievement Hall. I am full bore. (laughs) I I was going to say, because you talk about Japanese developers that are literally at the top of their game, Capcom and FromSoft are head and shoulders right now. Yeah. Knees and toes. uh, Above everyone else. So, um, oh, by the way, real late super chat, uh, not super chat. Shout out to Strubles and Bits. He became a channel member while we were talking nice. earlier. I, I nice. missed it because we were in the middle of saying something. So thank you for that. Appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The last, the last little tidbit. Last little tidbit. Uh, they bought Bethesda in response to PlayStation making all them deals with Bethesda. Do you really buy that? Because I don't. You don't buy that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we Is heard rumbling. Like, go for it. Ed. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, man. I, we keep jumping over each other. I was just going to yeah. say, we heard rumblings feel? a couple years like ago that, that <laughs> we heard rumblings that PlayStation was what did uh, you hear? attempting to secure Starfield, you know, for, for their platform. So, yeah. um, who knows? I don't know. I mean, if you're Phil Spencer and you have the long relationship you have had with Todd Howard and you hear that Starfield, which is going to be a, a, nuke bomb drop of a game is attempting to be exclusive on playstation and you're in the market to buy ip developers and publishers anyway why not try to buy bethesda Uh, fair enough because i was just like you bought them for seven billion dollars why couldn't you just go out there and make a better deal with them that's all i was thinking because now they control now they control their destiny and future now they don't have to worry about being poached um and starfield is going to be the game you know? i hope yeah. it really i really hope it is i really hope I, it is i also think as much as we all talk I'm about getting Starfield, excited rightfully so stop it i'll mute your ass i'm getting excited I have, i'm about to show the controller look at it i know it's beautiful it's beautiful i'm, I'm saving here for starfield i think what is overlooked in the bethesda deal often and funny enough i'm writing about this right now is are two things which is one their monthly active user count between Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online, and their other titles, which are widely under underestimated hugely how big those games are. Mm-hmm. The other thing is their technology stack. Bethesda had a very strong technology stack, both from an engine and streaming perspective that, Mike, that Microsoft kind of built, brought in-house uh, yeah. to utilize as well. And it never gets talked about, but that's part of it. Uh, Dan is in the chat and has a question for us. Okay. He says... Good evening, Mr. Rodriguez, Agent 48. Looks like your mission was successful. Glad to hear it. Uh, question for the panel. What is your confidence level on Xbox producing a steady or even kind of steady stream of content from all of these studios and why? I'm going to be real. Not very high, but this is now like this is. I mean, I think Starfield really kicks it off. As Starfield hits. Awesome. You know, yeah. uh, Hellblade hits, awesome. And then we start seeing it go more and more. But it, it's it, it's like we're a broken record at this point, right? It's like next year, we're already getting into that talk of like when things kick off. Like this was supposed to be their year. And hopefully now Starfield really kicks it off. But they're about like, uh, you know, they take a couple of good swings. One of those swings is great. And then they get a bit of a flub. And then they like the cycle repeats. Yeah, so in... um. One of the things that happened in L.A., and really, again, you can believe him or not believe him, um, but Matt Booty was asked this directly in our media briefing, and he talked about 2021 being a good year, right, for Xbox. 2022, he said, look, we, 
you know, we underdelivered. I mean, everyone knows that we, we own it. And he said, um, he said pretty clearly that Starfield to Joe's point, you got Starfield and Forza this fall, right. And Forza is a complete rebuild reboot. It's not like a Forza eight, right. This is a, this is their long-term racing simulator platform. Um, mm -hmm. But he said that, um, you know, in 2024, they have Hellblade 2, Fable, uh, Flight Sim 2024, and what am I forgetting? Not Avowed. Not and Avowed. Towerborn. Towerborn. No, Avowed too. Yeah, see, that that feels too crowded. What do you got for 2025? <laughs> well, anyway. Oh, we'll find those, out. Those, those, he, he said those four games, and he said Sarah and him were going back and forth, and he basically said... Our goal has always been, and funny enough, Dan and I have talked about this for years now, our goal has always been a, a big first-party game per quarter, right? One game mm -hmm. per quarter. And he said, I feel like um, he said, quote, and I have the exact quote on my phone somewhere, that they feel like this stride will be hit starting at that time. So yes. according to them, if you take them at their word, it starts basically with Starfield. Mm -hmm. And I will remind myself included in this, because I sometimes forget, Xbox has produced one bad game in this generation. One bad one, and that was Red Fire Down Three Rush. Sir? In this generation. In high Fi Rush. <laughs> we made two different jokes at the same Yeah. Uh, because they put I out... just I don't mean that someone that's gonna take it too seriously in the comments. Yeah. Joe said know... that as a joke. I said crackdown three because Luke unironically likes crackdown three, and it's a joke right. that we run across him all the time that's right that's in the that's right i have a I, and I people a love when you explain the bit all right um so naturally you have you had forza horizon 5 you had halo infinite age of empires uh flight sim you pentiment. had hi-fi rush pentiment uh minecraft psychonauts Legends, 2 psychonauts 2 uh redfall one bad game in there None of them, yeah. the AAA game that needed to, to dethrone God of War. And so that is acknowledged, right? But the steady stream of content, steady stream is an issue. Uh, but the high quality is not. There have been a lot of really good games that they've made. The top tier 90 plus, I'll, I'll grant you that one, Forza notwithstanding. Um, the other stuff was all niche. So I'm confident in their ability to to get it right in a way that I haven't been before, but I am not so confident to say like, yeah, no doubt. No, I have doubts. I have doubts that their ability to deliver one per quarter. Uh, let's get one per year and then we'll talk. <laughs> First off, big shout out to captain crunch in the chat. I, you know, he, I, I just love the name. I just wanted to shout out. Cap. Captains are captains cap. a regular around here. Cap's cool. That's right. What's up, cap. That's right. Captain's my, you know what? I, I'll get my steelbook and show it to you if you're not careful. I, I actually have the Crackdown 3 steelbook too. I got it for $2. Worth did, it. I, I did too. And I got the developer jacket. You remember I got that? Oh, I don't have that. I have the developer jacket. I love <laughs> So Crackdown. if it's a developer jacket, were there like six of them? Probably. Uh, maybe less. <laughs> um, but I, I liked Redfall also, even though it's not, not what it needs to be. Interestingly, though, boys, I went in uh, and played a bit of Redfall the other day. The update really helped the AI. And I was like, Play it on oh. PC. It's not, I'm telling you, it's not a terrible game on PC. It's now, I see some people in the chat saying that Redfall was released on purpose to help them in this case. That's now, sort of those ridiculous. Now, those comments don't. Now, the, <laughs> hey, hey, now those comments may not be backed up by any evidence 
at all. But if we've seen enough in this world, we know that we don't need evidence to make claims. All right. That's all right. right. That's right. Clarence. What in the flat earth is that person talking about? Exactly. And I believe, I, I wholeheartedly believe them now. They said it with confidence in Guso and in all lowercase letters. Why would they lie? They said, you I'm know literally becoming autistic from this vaccine I got oh, recently. Oh, it's, oh, oh okay. Crazy. I didn't know where you're going yeah. with that one. I was, I was like, like, uh oh. Uh-oh. Calm down, Gwyneth. <laughs> Calm down. Okay, Gwyneth, <laughs> chill. <laughs> um, it, but funny enough, I'm magnetic now. Which is weird. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Can we? Can we? I like how we answered Dan's question with about forty-eight <laughs> other anecdotes along the way. You're welcome. Let's, That's what we do uh, here. Let's, let's take a pause from uh, from all the <laughs> FTC Microsoft mess. Sure. Uh, Joe, you're playing Final Fantasy. Yeah, I am. Tell me a bit about this, dude. It's too linear. Okay. It's too linear. <laughs> There's too many squares. Uh, and sometimes I'm fighting balls. What's that about? <laughs> uh, dude, I'm loving it. I'm not a Final Fantasy guys. Uh, like, like y- y'all know this. I'm not big into it. It's, it's not my franchise. I know I run a PlayStation show. I hear it all the time. But Final Fantasy 16 being, I think, my first, like, numbered, like, Final Fantasy that outside of 7 Remake that I'm playing. Wow. Um, really? I, yeah. I get, like, I've tried them. Don't don't get me wrong. Like I tried fifteen. I was like, this is not great, um, and and a few others. And so like this is one I'm planning to beat. I am absolutely loving this combat. Uh, when you get to play this game, ooey, it feels really great. Like being able to switch off between different magics on the fly and the different abilities that you're able to chain up. Um, it feels really good playing. Uh, the cast is is stellar uh and that's not just because we had ben star on the last two episodes ago um he plays a really good role like he's he's very he he, like he's stoic but he still shows emotion very subtly like it's it's a really good performance that he has he's very three-dimensional shout out to sid who i think could pull me honestly he's that confident uh he's got that much like he's just so cool dude Ralph Where Anderson I'm like, is timeless, man. Dude, cool. and, and and so he's also uh, the old man in Diablo Four. Lorath. Lorath. So like it's like both roles. He's doing a good job. Instead, he's just owning it. Uh, Jill Warwick as well. Like the whole cast of characters that I've that I've interacted with so far, awesome. The boss fights are superb. Like I I'm on boss fight number like big boss fight number three right now, and. Honest to goodness, the first boss fight was so epic. That could have been like the the finale to any other video game boss fight. Like it just felt so epic. Um, and even the cutscenes, because I, I I'm not bothered by how many cutscenes there are in this game because I think Kojima has conditioned me to go, you know what? As long as you're telling an interesting story and I like your characters, I'm gonna be in on it. Can you let Kojima know that? Yeah, I'll let him. I'll ring him next time, you Thank stupid you. bitch. Why would you say something so dumb? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one hurts my Kojima, okay? And I pull off the mask, and I'm Jeff Keighley the whole time. Jeff and Keighley pops out of the ceiling. <laughs> you knock it off! I can tell by the reflection of your sneakers. <laughs> oh, no! It bounced off the reflection of my forehead. It gave me away! <laughs> uh, but no, it, you know, it, the cutscenes are also stellar. And like, there are some moments where I'm just like, you get amped. And I'm not like the big like anime guy myself, but like, 
dude, seeing the big kaiju fights and some of the the shit that you're seeing on screen is just so wild that I'm just I'm loving it. And the tone as well so far is um it is much more mature. And I know it sounds like a tagline, but it, it's 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 a really good spin on hey, gather up all your friends and we can do this together type of stuff that you see in like Final Fantasy games. They do a very interesting spin on it. So so far, I'm like uh, 15 hours in, so probably the midway point, and I'm just I, I'm surprised how much I really do love it. And the game is just drop dead gorgeous. It is gorgeous, yeah. So uh, Alex is reviewing it for us. Um, he's about wrapped up, but he says here, Final Fantasy 16 eventually overcomes its early line- linearity and wonky pacing to become such an excellent character action game, probably the most epic game ever made. 61 hours now at end game. Wow. Um, so okay. I, uh, I've only played, I, I played the demo. I had the deluxe edition pre-ordered, played the demo because uh, Alex, funny enough, recommended. He goes, if you don't know if you're going to like it, just play the demo because progress carries, right? Yeah. So I did. I actually really enjoyed it. Opened the deluxe edition. I'm only a few hours in, so I'm not as far as you, Joe. And I agree with a lot of what you said. There's an epic sense of scale to uh, character development so far um is really well done there's an epic sense of scale to kind of the world at play if you will yeah they kind of build out that world and the story um so i'm enjoying all that the cutscenes. i'm usually not one for long cutscenes. kojima drives me bonkers um but then again his are pointless and stupid um these ones are actually uh <laughs> these ones are actually uh these ones are actually meaningful. The character development, the character acting is excellent. Um, the the cutscene development, even like the um, the framing of the cutscene yeah. is really well done. So all of that is really superb. Where I'm struggling, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to overcome it, is the linearity. It's yes, there is no exploration to be had. There is no rpg really elements that to be had like my here. kind of game right there oh this is loot game through and through you don't have to think or have a yeah. brain it's perfect for you i love um, it <laughs> that's the <laughs> problem that i have dude is like the uh, squares level design needs to evolve past stages everything feels like a stage yeah like it, it, yeah it's like you're playing a level and yeah. they and they hold your hand through the level um Nothing has been challenging so far. Maybe I'm er- I'm too early. Um, there's no like like upgrading your gear is so shallow. It might as well be like Mario versus Rabbids. In fact, I think Mario versus Rabbids is probably deeper. Um, yeah. It's just so it's it's just really weird for me. Dichotomy between excellent characters, voice acting, cinematics, and world building contrasted by really zero in terms of what I would call old school rpg elements that final fantasy used to have to at least some degree um so it's it's tough for me i'll see if i continue to enjoy it but i'm gonna try yeah and the the so yeah i would say the level the levels and they feel like stages are it's a lot yeah it's shallow in the rpg department i really i i don't even characterize it really as an rpg no it's an action adventure game really it really is um and then the next part that i didn't uh, i'm not a too much a fan of geez it just it just it just oh um when i think we originally heard they took inspiration from game of thrones it's like yeah and and a little bit too much down to like like (laughs) we got a big guy that carries people you know we got a a lady of the night that she does things like we have a character you can't really trust maybe who knows uh you know evil empires no one's really good here 
uh, type of vibe where I'm like, you could have taken some of that, but it seems like you're putting these characters here uh, and just tweaking them a bit and going, Final Fantasy. Hope <laughs> um, pointed out the same thing. He's like, it's pretty much like direct on to yeah, Game of Thrones. It, yeah. It's a little bit too on the head there. But the one thing that I do like, it like there are like there are like the bearers remind me of witchers. And I'm like, ooh, mm. that's like that's one thing that I I like. So like the, the lore that they're they're building in this world, though at times the characters take it's it's too, yeah, you're right, direct inspiration from Game of Thrones, like the lore that they're building around this world is excellent. Um I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, uh yeah I, I agree with you sorry uh rob asked if the uh performance mode has gotten worked out yet i don't think there's been an update yet alex or joe correct me but it it can be yeah. a little a little weird at times because it the frame in performance mode is not 100 consistent and then you can also not turn motion blur off so it's got yeah this, got this weird like it really messes with my head sometimes where if i'm kind of trying to move around quickly it it feels a little off at times and thank you for bringing that up. I think that that would be my next con is the motion blur is excessive and I cannot wait until that gets patched out so that I because usually motion blur is not a problem with me. But here it's like, whoa, it's a, yeah, it's a <laughs> it's, lot. It's aggressive. So, yeah, I've been playing locked at 30 and honest to God, I can't tell the difference. It'll, I haven't I put it to 60. Then. Yeah, I've I only played on performance. I played on performance for a good like five ish minutes and I switched back and forth. And I was like. Eh, I'm just gonna keep it at the the graphical fidelity here. So okay, yeah. Uh, Alex but, just said the same thing. By the way, I eventually stuck with graphics mode, so I'll do yeah. that next time I turn it on. Cool. Uh, Luke, you're not playing it. Final Fantasy? No, no, no interest no. or no interest right now. I'm I'm enjoying Diablo. I've got something I'm playing that. There's so many until... damn games. Yeah, so many I'm. Games. I was bummed at Immortals uh, of Avium being delayed because that was gonna be my July yeah. game. It looks great. Yeah, that looks fun. That looks like a loot yeah, game does. right there. Um, <laughs> so I've I've kind of just been turning my brain off and playing games. You know, yeah. Just just turn Diablo, playing that, playing something for review right now. It comes out late July, which is I got that code way early. Hmm. Um, is that the fun. indie one we were talking about earlier? Yes. Okay. Yes. Really good. Um, yeah. Cool. So yeah, and and uh, of all things, I downloaded uh, AEW. <laughs> Play that. Oh, damn, really. <laughs> I, don't, oh, damn it. I don't know why. I was just like, you know what? I want to play a wrestling game. It looks like the old N sixty four stuff. So you know, maybe, <laughs> that'll be fun. By the way, did you guys see the NFL game announcement today? No. no. What, what's uh. there's a uh, a game coming out. Um, I have the press release. I'll pull it up. But it's a game coming out. It's an arcade nfl game it does not have the nfl license it has the nfl players association license so there it's a 7v7 game in the vein of like nfl street uh where you have like power-ups and all real players and you can create your own teams and players and stuff but like it looks like uh, both it's kind of like an arcade inspired nfl game and kaepernick of all people is the cover um the cover Athlete, what am I? Cover athlete, thank you. Very it's much. old That's school awesome. blitz. I'm in. That's I, awesome. I, if I can hit I've people, got it right here. It's play. called Wild Card Football. It comes out. Ooh. Uh, God, look, look up YouTube. I, I didn't get it on the site today, but it's seven on seven. It has over a hundred power ups and game breaking abilities. Like in the in the trailer, they show one person becoming like a giant and stomping over people, 
and like all kinds of crazy stuff can happen. So it looks like if you took Street Blitz and um, Mutant League football and mashed it all together, it looks like that. And it looks just give like me a, a backyards baseball again, and you'll see like me a become a real fan. Anything where okay. I can do like after the play hits and stuff for fun. Oh, it looks like amazing. NHL dude. Hits was my jam. NHL um, Hits was awesome. Um, October tenth, of course it's October. Why not? Yeah, why? So. so, so I'll play that in January. But uh, I I loved those sports games where you could just play. That's one of the things I don't like now is that every sports game has devolved into create a character careers. I just want to play. I don't want to think about yeah. injuries. I don't want to think about you know, resting players and roster stuff. I just like to play. Um, the older I get, I'm very specific if I want to be turn my brain off or go all in and d- deep dive like Elden Ring. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I only want a Starfield or an Elden Ring one a year. The rest of it, I just want to <laughs> click buttons and mash and have a good time. Enough. Well, the fun thing about these types of games, too, is they're great to play with friends and just talk crap, right? Because yeah. they're not they're not Sims. You're just having fun. I right. put the YouTube link, the trailer link in the chat, by the way. Um, but um, yeah, it looks really cool. It, it looks kind of goofy at first, but if you advance like halfway through the trailer, it shows you actual gameplay, and it, it just mm-hmm. looks fun, man. So I, a it was a surprise announcement seeing. today. Yeah, mm. that's cool. That's cool. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Speaking of sports, LeBron James has his own controller. God, it's ugly. It's ugly as sin. <laughs> Does he? I haven't seen this. <laughs> like it's some... a PS5 one. Now, yeah. let me ask you this, guys. This controller, just going to ask it. It's just me. Could it pilot a submarine? Ooh, probably better than some others, you know? (laughs) Just asking. Just asking. Yeah, I can't wait to put out my my post show. uh, (laughs) Because I feel like people are going to find out I have a villain arc. (laughs) 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 uh, I feel bad for you. Hey, as we're winding down, I want to tell you all about uh, an interview I just put up on XEP. Okay. Uh, with a guy named Graham Reed. He's a solo developer. He's putting out a, a, a really cool lo-fi beat arcade shooter. But we nice. I just put this interview up. It's the eighth Xbox exclusive interview for this year alone, which is really cool. But I'm worried it's going to get lost in the shuffle with all the FTC stuff. He talked a lot about representation in games and working with Xbox and getting more black creators, developers, involved in game creation and i would love if people take a moment and go check that out um because i don't want that to get lost in the ftc conversation uh and i'm really proud of that content um sadly it probably will given this week but we'll we can we can blow it up or try to that's that's my fear there's some good good also news bits in there as well which is just worth worth people taking a look at so if you're here in chat go check out xcp's channel put up some some good stuff there um and i've had some good good fun talks with a bunch of different creators lately neo game spark king david uh baron came on xcp just in general but don't miss that interview i don't want that to get lost because representation in games is important and i don't want that to to go away or or to be lost in the shuffle i mean not go away, obviously you know what i'm saying there we go Fair enough. you there first you look at i just, put the, I just like, put the link in the chat but i'll try and remember to put it in the description too what a surprise turn you know oh. yeah yeah what I was trying Subverting to say is I'll try and put the link in the description of this video too, so you can find oh, it thanks. easily. It's in it's in the thanks. chat right there if you check out the live chat. Thanks. Anything you want to plug there, Ian's, before we get on out of here? Um, yeah, I'm I'm like 
two thirds the way through a, a long Xbox article on kind of um, where Xbox is going in the future. Obviously, a lot of talk about Xbox right now, given the case. But this is more around what we heard in L.A., some of the conversations I had, part of the media briefing. So I literally have a 45-minute audio recording from the media briefing that nice. wasn't publicized um, that I, I wanted to share some details. So Matt Booty and Sarah talking about, you know, monthly active users, certain games, their focus. So just things I wanted to call out to um, kind of detail for people where Xbox is thinking nowadays um, going into 2024. So I hope to have that up tomorrow. We'll see if I have time. But it'll be out soon regardless. The only other thing to, to plug is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh, I have a preview video up of the finals, which I think I talked about last week briefly, but yes. it's a uh, very uh, you, yeah. destructibility. Yeah, destructive shooter from the original Battlefield devs. It's uh, Embark Studio. Incredibly impressive game. I can't wait till I get to play it again. I don't know when the next kind of closed session is going to be. But um, if you want to learn more about it and why I think it's going to be really uh a really big shooter on the market, especially in streaming. I've got like a five or six minute preview video of that up on the channel too. So you can check that out. Uh, we just got a super chat from Mr. Rob Frawley. Let me get to that, Joe, before you uh, close us out. Sure. Five our super chat from Rob. Now that you've spoiled us with two consecutive weekly shows, I expect you to be back next week and no exceptions. Thanks for the show. Um, Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll see if there's something to talk about. Maybe, but uh I, I'm a real tired boy, you know. I'm I'm now looking at the the finals gameplay, and it looks, the, oh my goodness, this looks. Hey, uh, I'm, I can't explain the. Well, uh, you can see it in the trailer, and what I can say if you look at their trailers, their teasers, they go crazy with the destructibility. The game yeah. is like that. That's not like something they're showing where it's like the game doesn't play like that. That's how it plays. It's crazy. It kind of it it gives me like the art style of like overwatch a bit with with the shooting that you would uh, expect from like a uh, a battlefield and so like knowing that these are x battlefield devs destructibility like y'all don't know how like i love battlefield and this no, just speaks to my soul yeah it's yeah. trust me it is a load of fun it's three teams of three so it's mad chaos on the maps and there's a ton of verticality and there's no fall damage so it's all about you're oh, literally really? flying all over and rocket launchers and flamethrowers and grenades. And it's, it's amazing. It's so much fun. So, That's awesome. um, we, Ade followed up with a five euro or excuse me, five pound super chat and said what Rob said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just for you guys to close those super chats and thank you very much guys for that. Um, honestly, what we talk about internally, I'll just share between the three of us is as you guys know, we all have our own show. We have Bitcast XCP trophy room. And when we started cast, the whole thing was we, we love chatting with each other. We have fun. This was going to be our fun side project. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're more inconsistent with it, because we're all so busy with obviously real life, but also what we do for our own channels and podcasts and shows and everything and guesting and all these other things that we're involved in. It, sometimes it's really hard to just be prepared to do another show every yeah. week. Right. So we always said this was going to attempt to be a biweekly show, but it's really we try not to put pressure on ourselves to worry yeah. about when we're doing cast which is why it just kind of randomly pops up when you see it yeah. so and, and, um, and like when when we were even like coming on the show we we're like do we have notes for this i was like oh wait uh, uh. <laughs> so like all this is mostly off the cuff like i was just yeah, using like old trophy room notes that's what i do so, too i use actually yeah. notes and yeah, we don't have any notes um, not for nothing thank you all for joining us amidst that seriously. inconsistent schedule we appreciate yeah. that 
Yeah. 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 yeah it's Does awesome. It I mean, we, we've honestly been seeing more viewership on cast. We've getting been getting more audio listeners as well. And uh, obviously, you can tell that the three of us love BSing with each other. So yeah. um, it's a lot of fun for us as well. And and as you can tell, this is a little more casual than our yeah. our three normal shows. So yeah. that's how we look at it. But I just want to let you guys know that's why we're not like a set time every week or every other week. So and I we'll love try to be more consistent. You, but say Big it again. Time. I love shooting the shit with you, Ains. Big time. That, Ains, <laughs> that's the whole reason we asked you if we could do it. Because Joe and I, we, sh- we shoot the shit all the time. We we don't get to hang out with you a lot. So that was, that was no, the see, these, no, that was yeah, a slight against you, Luke. <laughs> oh man, that's what that's what Joe was going for there, Luke. But I appreciate the sentiment. Thank that's you. Right. That's um, right. But yeah, I, we, we, I always sure. joke these guys play games like what, like dur- like now you play during the night, and I'm always yeah. like I don't start playing games until like 10 p.m. Central usually, so like we don't yeah. cross paths too well. But I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> That said, you can find me over at the trophy room this week. Listen, we are getting, uh, there's a lot of noise out there. And Apple, Apple being Apple, uh, <laughs> did not refresh the feed when they were supposed to. And our show didn't go up until 9.45 in the morning. So this week's episode's doing really bad. And it's, it's affecting my imposter syndrome. So please go over to the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest. You know the spiel. All right. Apple Podcast, Spotify, but really mostly Apple. <laughs> Apple this week, please. <laughs> and also, we record the show live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you could join us there. And, you know, you, know, you could watch Ames, uh, his show every Sunday. At 11 a.m. Eastern I'm not Standard good at Time, it. you know you can catch Lo- yeah. Captain Logan show XCP whenever <laughs> they decide to upload that. I think it's Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, great work over there. Uh, oh, Logan, Logan, uh, it, it, <laughs> Logan is great. I love Logan. <laughs> I miss him legitimately. <laughs> Baron did so great this episode. I can't believe Thank he you. solo hosted that whole thing. Oh. All right, keep cast, 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 c